T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is that I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Oh, the fan. Hour number three. Danny and Dusty with, with you. Ooh. I just had a uh, wheat thin get caught in my throat. <laughs> the those worst. are jagged, man. Those, those will get you. Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Death by I'm wheat thin. really trying hard not a, to. A tragically funny way to go. Yes, it would be. Um, all right, we've got to get to our picks against the spread for 2022. <laughs> our season standings. I'm in the lead, thirteen and eight on the season. Another three and zero weekend last year. Last week, I had the Cowboys minus seven at uh, against the Lions, Titans two and a half against the Colts, and then uh, KC two and a half against San Francisco, which I didn't. I didn't understand that at all. Uh, three and zero weekend. I'm eight and one over the last three weeks. I'm, I'm riding a heater. I got a knock on wood. It's going to come down, but I'm not looking back right now. Danny, yep. you, my friend, are went, in second. Yeah, went 2-1 and one last week, rode my Raiders uh, to, to the old victory, but uh, I took the loss on the Jags, which is why I'm going mm. to – I'm not going to mm. do it, Rust. I, 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 I am mm. off the Jaguars bandwagon. I won't go that way. Well, if it weren't for these stinking Jags games, I'd be uh, I'd be looking at a much better record on the season. Well, Danny is 11-10-1 on the year, over 500, which is all you can ask for. Rust – you are sitting in third place. 10, 11 and 1. There's one game of separation between Danny and Russ. I don't think I have a push in there. You did. Did I? You did. Okay. You got the old push. All right. Yeah, but yeah, I'm only 1 and 6 on the Jags games. That hurts. That's yeah, tough. Man. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's tough. Tough living. Committed to the bit. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the listeners, y'all are 9, 10, and 2. Another push last weekend. Wow. These things happen. These things Kissing happen. your sister. All right, uh, the listener picks that you guys can pick from. You have the Seahawks and Giants game. Hawks, three-point favorites at home against the New York football Giants, who are 6-1. and one. You have the uh, Niners... 
who are favored by one and a half as they visit the Rams. Is that right? I thought they might have been at home. Uh, I, had it, dogs? I had it as at the Rams. Okay. Well, I will take your word for that. They're one and a half point favorites in L.A. And then you have the Cardinals heading to Minnesota with the Vikings as three and a half point favorites. Go to at Danny and Dusty and you can vote for those. All right. Uh, let's get this thing started. I will start Thursday night football. I'm going tonight. It's pick number one. I have no idea why Baltimore is the two point dog, but they are heading to Tampa. They've got Four guys out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are starters. I know that there's a lot of guys questionable and out on Baltimore's side, but I just look at what team is playing better football right now. It is the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and I think this is a Vegas line saying Tom Brady won't lose three games in a row. Give me Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, I looked at this and I stared at it, and then I saw that there's 27 people out in this game for both teams. So I'm not touching it, and I'm going to the well, ladies and gentlemen. America's team, the Raiders, got one for me last week. They're taking on a Saints team, team that is also Not missing 27 people just on their roster alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the Andy Dalton will be starting at quarterback. Thomas was not at practice today. Lattimore was not at practice today. I am going to go ahead and take the Raiders and the single point. Ooh. Why? Because I'm a coward, but also road favorite. I will take it. America's team, huh? Quit, quit saying fetch, Danny. It's not going to happen. Yep. Uh, I'm yep, going. That's to, a great Mean Girls reference, Jeff Ross. Right. Uh, I'm going to Philadelphia, where the Eagles are ten and a half point favorites over the Steelers. Look, the Steelers, they're two and five. Their two wins are Week One against Cincinnati, who was not good, and that took needed uh, that needed overtime for that win. And their other win is a two pointer, a slim two pointer over uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, who are also on. You know, they're struggling. In their own right, the Eagles. Such a big line. I know, right? It is. It's huge. It's enormous. Mark that. Uh, Ten and a half points. And the Eagles, by the way, they have the second best uh, point differential in all of the league. The the best in the NFC. So I am going with the Eagles minus ten and a half. Oh, man. That's a big, big number. The Steelers suck. And they suck something fierce. Mm. But. Yeah, I know. Go and get dropped. I know, it's too bad uh, we got the music behind it. Yep. <laughs> it's okay, it adds to it. There's a little comic relief to it. Okay, my second game, I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. They are going to Houston to take on the Texans. Look, the trade deadline is on Tuesday. Uh, we may have a trade that goes down either today or tomorrow that alters the Texans even more uh, because they appear to be sellers by all reports. Uh, give me Tennessee. I feel like they're starting to find a rhythm. I know that they have to do it and they have to hit the road for it. But I like Tennessee given two and a half to the Texans. I think they're better than a field goal than the abysmal Houston Texans. Quick, do me a favor. Name a starter on the Texas defensive line. On the tech, no, I don't know idea. I was hoping you were going to say a name. I was just going to say wrong, just because I, I, I firmly believe that no one can name a starter on that defensive line right now. Which nope. is why I am also taking the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. Because who the hell is on that team right now? My God, there's there's nobody on that team who. Well, they got Stingley at corner. <laughs> They've got Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver. Uh-huh. Davis Mills. There you go. See, that's why I stayed off the off the offensive side, as I knew you'd know a name or two. But Laramie Tunsil, yeah, he of uh, gas mask bong on draft night. Oof. That'll happen. But that's uh, all. That's all I got for you. That's uh, all I got. 
Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry have been the two best running backs in football since week three, which is why I'm riding uh, the Raiders and Titans both as uh, home favorite or excuse me, uh, road favorites. All righty. I'm heading to New Jersey where the uh, Jets somehow are two and a half point dogs to the Patriots at home. Home dogs. Uh, Zach Wilson, 4-0 and on the season. He's got zero interceptions over his last three starts. Over those uh, four straight games that they've won, they are plus 51. I'm taking the Jets plus two and a half. Yeah, I feel like Pete Rose on that game. I cannot bet against my team, so I won't bet against my team. I'm going to stay away from that one. My third and final game, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings at home hosting the Arizona Cardinals and three and a half point favorites. I just don't trust the Cardinals as far as I could throw them. Uh, Minnesota is also coming off a bye, so give me Minnesota. I am going to take my final pick, and I'm going to follow Jeff, Jeff Rust here. As the road dog, just two and a half. They're home dogs. They're home dogs. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I screwed it up. I, I, I had it in here. No, I had it right. I just read it wrong. I'm an idiot. Don't mind me. But I'm taking the Jets because I screw the Patriots. <laughs> That's wow. all the point you need to make right yeah. there. <laughs> screw the Patriots. Uh, cool, guys. My, <laughs> my final game. Uh, we're going to jolly old London town where the Broncos are facing the Jaguars. Jacksonville are uh, two and a half point favorites. Uh, they have lost four straight and five on the season, but all of their losses are by one score. Uh, and two of those last four losses were to the Eagles and the Giants. So, you know, NFC East juggernauts and such. Uh, Jags look like they could be. <laughs> and such. And such. And whatnot. And whatnot. Yes. Props to George Wallace. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence uh, coming off a season high in pass yards. Travis Etienne coming off a career high in rush yards and his first career rushing touchdown. So I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus two and a half. Mm, I love how fancy you make that name sound every single time, Russ, but I'm still not buying it. I'm still not buying these Jacksonville Jaguars. I got to get off the schneid with these guys one time. The one game I picked right for them was week two. I've lost five straight on them. Really? Yes. To well, be fair, you know. they're also two and five against the spread. Hey, this is fade the rust right now. Fade the <laughs> rust, listeners. On the Jaguars picks, you hear Jeff Rust, you go the other way, baby. We've got on Sprague the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got Sprague in the line on the station and now fade the rust. <laughs> fade the trombone. <laughs> wah, wah, gotta go, wah, gotta wah, get a brush wah. off the rust. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, so those are our picks that we got in right now. Uh, you can play along with us um, at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. Again, your games to pick. Seahawks, three-point three favorites hosting the Giants. The Rams, one-and-a-half-point dogs hosting the 49ers. And the Vikings, three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Arizona Cardinals. My picks, Baltimore plus two at Tampa, Tennessee Minus two and a half at Houston. Vikings minus three and a half against Arizona. Danny, your picks are Raiders minus one at the Saints. Titans minus two and a half at the Texans. Jets plus two and a half against the Patriots at home. While Rust has got the Eagles minus ten and a half against the Stellars. The Jets also plus two and a half against the New England Patriots. And I didn't write down your last one. What was it on the Jags? What was your Jaguars pick? They are uh, minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. That is correct. In London? Yes, sir. You're you're riding the Jags minus two and a half. 
in London. It'll happen. In, in London. Broncos country. Let's ride. Do you, you fear at all, Jeff Rust, of Russell Wilson playing in London and somehow figuring it out? Well, they still don't know if he's going to play. He's been limited in practice the last couple of days again, so... You I don't, don't know if you heard, but he says he, he intends to play. Four hours on, a, on an airplane. <laughs> oh, so. I heard. Listen, if, if somebody was going to get left in London by an NFL team, <laughs> you'd hope it was Russell Wilson and not Hackett. a punter. <laughs> no, it's Nathaniel Hackett. No, they'll just fire him. He's fine. He's easier to get rid of. He doesn't cost $250 million. Nobody's leaving Russ. I mean, I don't know. His no, offensive line is, is that a way around the CBA? Like, just steal his passport and be like, he can't come back in the country. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> you guys are mean. We are. You guys are mean to Russell Wilson. We are. It, it happens. Um, Look, I've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he I, is I just am. making it harder and harder each week. Okay. Here's a question for you. Do you at all now think anything different about Sierra? Who is married to him? Uh, no, because my wife is gorgeous and she's married to me, so I, I don't think less of her for that. I guess, yeah, I too way out. Well, I'm not my talking coverage. about her looks. Well, I'm saying in general. I mean, beyond the fact. Did she change Russ? No. No. Remember the, the famous draft night picture of Russ? Well, that was Russ, Russ's ex wife. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, again, I don't, I don't think he's been changed by anybody. I think he's been that since, since the jump. All right. Um, A a little bit of news here before we we get out. There has been a slight update to the Damian Lillard uh, injury news. An MRI has been taken and a a grade one right calf strain has been confirmed. Oh, that's not too bad. No, not at all. No. But they took the pictures. Everybody can calm down. Okay, so he has had imaging done on it. He has had imaging done in a confirmation of a grade one Calf strain. Okay, great. Now, there are three grades of strain, by the way. One is the most minor. Uh, That means, like, you just overstretch something. Grade two is, uh uh-oh, we're out for a few weeks. Grade three is you have some real tearing in there. So grade one is good news. Grade one strain, not bad at all, and NMRI has been done. All right, so definitely don't panic. Yeah, no, a grade one strain, according to uh, the uh, Sport and Spinal Institute, uh, there will be a tightness in the back of the lower limb and cause a minor limp, awareness of calf discomfort, and inability to run or push off with significant power or speed. But mm. off this grade of strain has little pain and does not impair functional activity. There you go. He's okay. fine. <laughs> when you say it like that, it makes me feel like he's not fine, Danny. I mean, listen, if, if I was going to tell you to panic, I would I would tell you to panic. Like okay. the Francis. Exactly. <laughs> All right, those are our picks. And now we've got to get to Bo Nix. Could the next couple of weeks lead Bo Nix to New York? Danny Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
if your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nods for the Heisman Trophy, according to Vegas Insider, have C.J. Stroud as the odds-on favorite at minus 110. The Ohio State slanger having himself one heck of a season, followed by Hendon Hooker at plus 200 of the University of Tennessee. USC's quarterback Caleb Williams is in third right now at plus 1,200. Blake Corum, Michigan. Ooh. <laughs> Made a little jump. Uh, he is plus fourteen hundred, and then Bryce Young of Alabama is uh, rounding out the top five in Heisman odds at plus two thousand. What is very interesting, though, is when you look at who has the sixth best odds right now at plus thirty five hundred. Bo Nix, the quarterback for the University of Oregon, coming off that big win over UCLA, his stature and standing nationally people are starting to pay attention to how good Bo Nix has been since that week one loss to Georgia and the question's got to be with Cal and Colorado looming can Bo Nix gain some ground and maybe compile some yards to become a legitimate in the legitimate conversation of a Heisman Trophy contender he had the breakout performance against Washington State but outside of that game he hasn't put up Funny, funny numbers. Obviously, he had the five touchdowns against UCLA and five touchdowns against Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. but the attempts and the yardage hasn't really matched that, and that's no mm-hmm. fault of his own. Uh, there's been some short fields and, and things of that nature that have, have gone his way, but if you look at Nix's overall performance, if you take out that Georgia game, he's been near flawless, and he seems to have gotten better and better and better. He's got one stinker on the season in Stanford. And even then, it wasn't necessarily bad. He just ran the hell out of the ball. So I don't don't think you can necessarily hold that against him. And if the Ducks run the table the rest of the way. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call that Stanford game a stinker. I'm talking about throwing the ball. That's what I'm talking about. It was the only game where he has been poor throwing the ball. He was 55% in that game. He's 70% or better outside of Stanford and Georgia. He was, he's, he was just, he's been fantastic everywhere else. Those are the two games that obviously stand out from a completion percentage. But against Stanford, he ran the ball incredibly well. 
Uh, not just incredibly well, 141 yards, two touchdowns well, including that 80-yarder that he broke. So he's got these, a couple of seminal moments out there, but he hasn't been able to put up the funny, funny numbers, and he's got Cal, who's got a good defense, don't get it wrong, and Colorado in the next two games. He has the opportunity here to put some funny numbers up on the map, and with Oregon winning and running the table, this could be a situation where, hey, a guy with crooked numbers on the Pac-12 title winner starts getting some love the final two, three weeks of the season, and the all you need is is Hendon Hooker to have one loss. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. things change. All you need is Michigan to lose to Ohio State. And then all of a sudden, all the Heisman Cannon Trophy winners are all one-loss guys. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing quarterbacks starting to fall off. Remember the early season love for Stetson Bennett? He's, he's falling off. He's nowhere near. Well, I think if you were to ask anybody – after week one, I think they'd call you crazy if you said Bo Nix by, by week nine would have better Heisman odds than Stetson Bennett. But that is the truth. Stetson Bennett is actually seventh in the Heisman Trophy odds, uh, according to Vegas Insider, at plus 4,000. Bo Nix has leapt him, um, and he is actually better odds. And this is going to be the thing. I think that... The moments that we saw, and that's what the Heisman is, is it's about yep. moments. And where can those moments happen? Bo Nix th- thrived in his most recent one uh, against UCLA, and that was the last time they were really on a big national stage. The fact that he has only thrown one interception since that Georgia game is stunning. And it was that Washington State pick six. Not the <laughs> most timely interception oh. to have. But what can that new little highlight reel, and when you talk about those moments go back to, it is dropping a couple dimes in leading up to that immaculate two minutes and 38 seconds where they erased the lead and took the lead, or took the erased the deficit and took the lead against Washington State and ended up winning that football game. You have the Heisman, those moments where – you look back at it and you say in front of a nationally televised audience where college game day was in Eugene that morning, he throws one of the most picture-perfect balls to Troy Franklin Mm -hmm. that you will ever see. He has to keep on stacking those ones up. And obviously, and this is the stupid thing about the Heisman Trophy, because if you want to talk about guys who should be under consideration of it, Michael Penix Jr. and what he's been doing at Washington, he's been putting up funny numbers. Drake May at North Carolina has leads the country in all-purpose yards. He's putting up funny numbers. It comes down to how good your team is, and your team needs to keep on winning. And so what Knicks has to do over the next two weeks, they got to put up good numbers against what is a very good pass defense. I think they're the upper half in the country in Cal, um, and just a good defense in general. But if he can put up good numbers this weekend and then against Colorado, then we have the rubber meets the road. You're going to have some opportunities where the Ducks will be on national television again, whether it is against one of your two rivalry games in Washington and Oregon State or against Utah if the Utes keep on winning. There will be those moments that Bonix has in front of him. I think it is stunning, though, how high he has climbed since week one. I mean, I I would have called you a liar and laughed in your face if you would have told me that he would have better odds than Stetson Bennett at any point this season. No, the story of Bo Nix was not meant to include this chapter. <laughs> no. I mean, legitimately, he's supposed, supposed to be a game manager. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he was a highly touted recruit, but 
the story of Bo Nix at Auburn was not a guy who you give the ball to to go win games. It's, no. it's that, that's not who he was. There's very few guys in the NFL, or excuse me, there's very few guys in college and even less guys in the NFL who were that guy. And yeah, that guy, pal. You're, you're not. And that's the thing is that Bo Nix has, has rewritten or, or, or t- taken a different path in the final chapter of his college career. And it's a hell of a hat tip to him. The, mm-hmm. the, the marriage between him and Kenny Dillingham and just how good they have been together is tremendous. And it's kind of yeah. funny because, you know, Dillingham has a history with him and kind of just knew how to bring the best out of him uh, as he matured. And Nix has got a chance over the next two weeks. And, again, this this is not that, hey, they should force Nix to, to really put on a Heisman campaign. I don't think he's that kind of guy. But if he does have those kind of games over the next two they have an opportunity to make some noise because realistically, I, I, just, I don't see a world where Blake Corum it ends up being close in the end because he's a running back and, well, running backs ultimately end up falling off. And one of Nick's or, or Caleb Williams is going to end up having a, a, a game go sideways for him. Mm-hmm. And I'd lean more towards Caleb right now being the younger quarterback. So if, if you look at that, that's two guys that are falling off in front of you. If, Tennessee loses. Does Hendon Hooker have a bad day? Does he throw like a two or three interception day? Does C.J. Stroud? What happens if Michigan does win, and it's on the back of you know J.J. McCarthy in Michigan? Yeah, this will be the interesting part for me. Will be if it is sustained, because as this texture points out, like his stats are tracking with Marcus Mariota from his Heisman Trophy year. Uh, and actually, Bonix has a higher completion percentage, total touchdowns, yards per game, yards per carry, and uh, I think what was the other the other stat was, I think ranked wins, uh, I think was it, as Mariota at this point in the season. So those numbers are kind of stacking up with that, and you look at the offense as a whole has just been exploding, and he has exercised his demons. And look, there also is the storyline aspect of this that the national media will want to write a narrative of the reclamation project of Bo Nix. You remember the speech that Tim Tebow gave where he made a promise mm-hmm. about losing to Ole Miss and how it'll never happen again, yada, yada, yada. Well, Bo Nix leaving Auburn in the revolving door of offensive coordinators and going back and reuniting with Kenny Dillingham, his freshman year offensive coordinator, and the fact that it started out so horribly against one of his former team's rivals in Georgia and how terribly he played, for him to then rewrite his story, you're already starting to see the national media pick up on that narrative, and we saw it a ton on College Game Day. If he can keep a clean ledger, that's going to take off even more. America loves a redemption story. Yep. We, we, we love us a fall from grace, but my God, can we, we can't get enough of those redemption stories. It's not out of the question over the next couple of weeks. To, it, it, to it's, see, it's not. To see him climb up there. But I think everybody, like if you're looking at the next game that's going to be c- circled for Bo Nix to kind of make a name for himself, it's going to be that Utah game. And that's quite a ways away. He's got to keep the keep the ledger clean. Keep a clean sheet because he hasn't thrown an interception since that Utah game. And if, I mean, barring anything weird happen in what has been a season of exercising demons, as I'm calling it, where you you win in Pullman, you win in Tucson, you win wearing pink, can you win in Berkeley now and, and do it 
with authority because they've escaped oh, by the hairs on their chinny chin chin. It'll happen. Can they do it in Berkeley this week and do it convincingly? Because Cal has played them tough, um, but this offense in this team, they are doing a lot of things that have bucked the trends of duck teams in the past. It'll be fascinating to see. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not betting against it. It's it's unlikely, but I it's not it's, to win it, but to be there. No, that's I mean, the thing. He's there. That, yeah. Him getting invited to New York, I would put probably just below a coin toss at this point. Yeah, and I know his odds don't say that, but looking at what's in front of Michigan and the likelihood of of, of them getting a loss and having to play from behind against a team that. They, they just haven't had to play from behind in a game really yet where they've had to throw the ball and, and not lean on their running game. That opportunity is there. There's an opportunity for Ohio State to fall. There's an opportunity for Caleb Williams to fall. And so you look at who's in front of him, and it's like, could I see Bo Nix as being a top three Heisman finalist? Well, yeah. Oregon's still got Colorado on the schedule. That's what I mean. Like, he, the next two weeks, he has a legitimate yeah. chance to put up numbers. And even though Cal's defense is good, Mm-hmm. their offense is putrid. And if you get out in front of them and you make them have to play from behind, you might be able to turn them over a little bit and let Bo Nix kind of put up some sideways numbers. 503-250-1080, that's a fan text sign. That's how you can be a part of the show. Um, coming up next, the Warriors have done something incredible yet again. They keep on breaking trends and rewriting the NBA's record book. First is Russ with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. One of my favorite times of the year is when Forbes release all of their valuations of teams. We always get it at the start of NFL, Major League Baseball, and now the NBA season as they've released their brand new franchise valuations. Which aren't accurate at all, because I think the year that Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers for two billion dollars, what were they? They were valued at a billion, maybe even less than a billion, uh, and he bought them for two billion dollars. He said, "Put on the card for me, please." And right now, we have a new leader for the most valuable franchise in NBA. It is the Golden State Warriors. They have topped a value of $7 billion, which is incredible to think about. Uh, The Warriors last year, uh, their value has gone up 25% in the last year. They brought in over $200 million in revenues, and that is all despite having a record operating cost revenue because there's this little thing called the luxury tax and they are repeat offenders, and they pay... How much money did they pay into the luxury tax last year? The Warriors, I believe, last year was $400 million. I think it's going to double this year. Um, and that is a ton of money. Yes. But what this is telling you is winning pays. Winning pays tremendously. Well, they, they, they netted over $800 million last year. That's crazy. So, yeah. 
net. That is Not nuts gross. to think about. Net. In the <laughs> league itself, the, we saw the values go up 15% despite the fact that our economy is not doing great, they in a, the NBA and sports in general continue to be the recession-proof industry. And the average value of NBA team is $2.86 billion. And the incredible part is it's going to go up. There is a new TV deal that is going to bring in more money for the NBA. These valuations are going to do nothing but climb. They're, the valuations of teams and the price of teams in the next five years, nobody is going to be able to singularly own them anymore, which is why you're going to see these groups uh, that have so much money, like the Waltons and like the Balmers and mm-hmm. uh, the old money in the NFL and the old money in Major League Baseball, they're never going to sell them. They're, no. they're going to keep them in families because individuals won't be able to buy them going forward. Right no. now, though, again, the Warriors are worth $7 billion. When the next TV deal hits, they'll probably worth, be worth $10, $11, 12000000000 billion. And what that is, I mean, when you look at it, the Paul Allen Trust, which owns the Portland Trail Blazers, the Blazers are, are now worth $2.1 billion, according to this, mm-hmm. uh, which is 16th. It's middle of the pack, and that's about... That's about right. It's actually, sense. for small market team, it's actually really good. They're actually valued more than the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And they, they actually had one of the smaller one-year changes, too. 2%, up 2%. And the Cavs they are brought up in 24%, 80, for reference. They brought in $81 million. But this is the thing with, you know, we saw Jody Allen say it's going to be a while until they sell the team. Was it five, what did they say, five to 20 what was it? What was that weird release five, that they said? They said five to fifteen years, I believe. Five it was. to fifteen. Yeah. In the next five to fifteen years. Well, it's convenient because with the Blazers coming in valued at uh, two point one billion dollars, it's almost like the uh, offer submitted by the Phil Knight Group that was su- su- uh, supposed to be uh, slightly above two billion. I was told it was it was two and a two and a quarter, two point two five. Uh, billion dollars lines up almost exactly with the evaluation, which that is not how these things work. You no. it, it costs more than the valuation to get the team because what keeps happening, Dusty? They keep growing in revenue. Absolutely, and this is where you go to Jody Allen, Burt Cold, the Vulcans, and the Paul Allen Trust. If they hold on to the Blazers for a few more years, they are going to. It will in all likelihood, double over the next 5 to 15 years in that timeline that Jody Allen was talking about. It was, there, was, there was said in here that the um, the Clippers, which are now worth $4 billion, we were only a handful of years ago is when Balmer bought it for two. Mm-hmm. They've nearly doubled in value from the time that Steve Balmer bought it. Almost like he knew. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's a, they're worth almost four billion dollars now, and they're printing money over there. After you know, he said, and they quote this in the article that he, they were in the red and they were operating in the red for the first handful of years with the Clippers, and now they're just printing money. And this is what, with the while, while paying rent to the Lakers and Staples. This is and without their that, own building. This is where it's all more important to kind of. What you said about it's going to take groups and it's going to take large groups. Mm-hmm. 
this is why having some semblance of local ownership is so important. I think it, it means a ton. You don't want outsiders that don't understand your town, your franchise, your traditions, and the tradition of the in the history of the franchise to come in and own your team because at that point all they don't all they care about is the bottom line and they're just looking at it as the investment aspect of it. You want somebody that understands those things and if they don't they are at least ultra passionate about sports. Like Balmer wants to win. That's what he wants to do. I mean you he saw doesn't want to lose. You saw Kawhi Leonard on the floor score his first shot in the regular season and he's like kicking and screaming like a little kid in like a positive yeah. way. I was up there in Seattle, you know, his his backyard when he talked about how Paul Allen got him into this whole game and he's hyping the crowd up like a a, a, a UFC uh cornerman. Like he's just like going absolutely nuts. And you're getting people who give a damn about these organizations. Yeah. Uh, look at the Timberwolves. Do you think it's any, you know, connection there? that they make a big all-in trade on Rudy Gobert at the same time that new ownership comes in? No, because uh-huh. previous ownership didn't give a damn. Nope. So you want people who give a damn, you want people with money, and you want people who are invested in the team and prioritize winning. Because remember, before 2014, the Warriors were a dog-ass franchise. Mm-hmm. They were awful. It is very easy to forget that less than 10 years ago, the Warriors were one of the most horribly run and defunct organizations in the NBA. Yeah, and now here they are. You know, there is a, a really interesting part of that. When you look at, you mentioned that the Blazers had a very small growth, one of the smaller ones at 2%. Mm-hmm. The teams where the ownership does care and they are all in on it, a la the Golden State Warriors up 25%. The Dallas Mavericks are up 22%. But teams like the New York Knicks, they only had a 5% change when you look at a lot of these teams where the Chicago Bulls, their ownership shows that they're going to they're gonna care a little bit and they're going to have a regime change and they actually get people in, in control that know what they're doing instead of Gar Foreman. Um, they're up 12% from year over year. The ones where the, the league is basically you got these people that are just kind of tweaking things and not really doing too much, kind of like the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the small changes. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia 76ers up 29%. Their ownership cares, man. They, they care a ton, and they're making moves on it. I think that's a really interesting part as we, we saw, we've seen with the new regime, and this will be an interesting thing to follow, is that the Blazers were like mid-year with all their changes. If the next one, now that you have new business operations in, there's a little bit more stability, and the team looks like they're trending towards that that upward trajectory if the Blazers' value goes up even more next year than that. Small, but a lot of money, 2% that they had from this past year. It's going to be very interesting to see what these franchises end up selling for over the next couple of years in the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers, because the Suns are going to set yep. the table. And I, I've, everybody I've talked to, if they're you know valued at $3 billion, they're going to sell for three and a half, four. And does that change the Blazers' path from two and a half to three? Because that's, that's a significant jump. 
another half a billion dollars. $500 million. That is not, well, let's negotiate over this. It's like, that's you're not even close. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect the Blazers to be sold anytime soon. But if you hear, if we see movement or a nearly close deal in the Suns and we start getting actual numbers, we'll probably have an understanding of where the Blazers will, be, will end up and then uh, be able to work from there. Oof. 503-250-1080. We put a bow on today and get you set for Thursday. Heading into a football Friday on Danny and Dusty. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The Fan. Ooh, Prince, 1999. This album released on this date, 1982. I don't feel like you should be able to do that with years. Very what confusing. What? 1999 and 1982. <laughs> yeah, that is a little odd. It was a whole thing back then. People were really looking forward to 1999. And playing the hell out of this song on New Year's Eve. Which... Yep. I mean, was it was it worth it? Was it a good year? Y2K? God, it was a whole thing. There was a moment where <laughs> at midnight everybody was like, wait. Uh, okay. Yep. All right, Everything the nuclear fine. sirens aren't going off. Let's right, party. <laughs> what they, that album, 1999, had this one in Little Red Corvette. That's all I know. Yeah, that, that's about what I recollect. <laughs> I know somebody's going to get very upset. Oh, yeah, we just pissed somebody off. Probably a few. Yeah. Yep. It happens. I'm okay with it. Not a, not, a, uh, not, a, not a huge albums guy. I don't, I don't remember, like, a lot of tracks from a lot of albums. Yeah, like which track is on which. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm always amazed by the people that do know that and they memorize it and they they know it by the back of their hand. I think that's a really cool thing to know. I did until probably 1999 when we stopped using CDs. Ooh, good point. But I guess I do that with like college mascots. Like that's my that's my like trick. Like the names of mascots or like what the mascot is or both. I guess both. Okay. Yeah. What's the most obscure mascot you know off the top of your head? Oh, I don't even know. Probably the, what is it, the Evansville Purple Aces? What's a Purple Ace? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Is that like a Veronica Vaughn? <laughs> the Tufts University Jumbos. Nobody got my piece of Ace question, joke there? No? Okay. <laughs> okay. Nope, didn't get it. I got, I got, I got a chuckle from Rust. I'll take it. <laughs> I was more chuckling at the, oh, nobody got that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it. All right. They all can't yep. be winners, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> well, sometimes we just miss them. Yeah, well, you know? And that's happens. okay. You just got to keep charging on. Whatever. Hey, you know what? In baseball, batting 300 is a hell of a feat. So Listen, man. <laughs> that's all I'm, 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 I'm searching for that Mendoza line. That's all, that's all I really need. Just don't, I don't want to get sent down to the minors. You know what I do? I, I just fire off jokes. And I don't care if people laugh. I just keep on trucking through. You're just swinging at everything? 
Yeah. Okay. You, you don't need – when you get past the fact you need anybody to acknowledge it, Swing you're away. a lot better that way. No, that makes sense. Besides, if I got demoted to AAA, like what are you going to do, put me in a broom closet? Well, you already are working in somebody's office. Yeah, no. So, like I said, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I think we're good here. All right, it is a loaded sports night that we have. It begins. It's super weird that we don't have a TNT doubleheader of NBA action. Uh, I think that'll be probably next week because mm. they knew it but was we, coming. We do have an NBA TV one. There you go. That's why. Mavericks, Nets, and then I think the other game, ooh, Heat Warriors. Uh, tonight on NBA TV, but it's college football. 7 o'clock FS1. You've got Wazoo, Utah. And then 5 o'clock, Ravens versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Amazon Prime. A little note from that game is Mark Andrews. It looks like he's going to be playing. And I've got a DVR at all because I'm going to a comedy show tonight. There you go. Oh, who are you seeing? Uh, my old co-host Shane Brennan is hosting uh, Fade in Portland. Go. So I'm going to head down there and go catch up, catch up with the homies. Awesome. Awesome. Have Everybody have a great Thursday. We will see you for a football Friday where we break down all the action in the Pac-12, uh, college football, and the NFL. Up next is primetime with Isaac and Soup from 3 to 7, then recruiting show with Andrew Nemec from 7 to 8 p.m. Have a great Thursday. See you Friday right here on The Fan. Bye. Lighten up, Francis. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.